Hey everyone, welcome to episode 174, Show and Tell Parenting. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, so today I'm going in the strat route where I'm giving you a strat of something. I always try to think of what did my first graders and my K through five students love the most? Well, at the end of the year, I'd say, okay, what was the best and worst? Not worst, but like, what were your highlights? What were your lowlights? And nine out of 10 times, they would say they loved the love cup, they loved Curious George, and they loved show and tell. So everyone knows what show and tell is. And in the school setting, it makes complete sense to have show and tell and the kids, those were the top three things year after year after year. Those are the top three things and not in that order. It was just, those were the most popular. I just said show and tell last because it helps me segue into what we're talking about. As, when my kids were younger, we started to do show and tell at home. And this is a really cool way to get to know your child. And even cooler, it's neat for your kids to get to know you. Now, sometimes we'll do it like as a joke because they're older, but when they were younger, they ate this up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so the cool thing about show and tell is we did it with a little twist and also everyone in the family participates. Sometimes Lily and Grady would bring something together that they wanted to share, but also David and I always went. And so it was a great way for them to learn about our life before them because I don't know about you, but when I was little, I thought my parents were born and when they were born, they were my parents. Like I thought, I didn't know about like, I figured they were little, but you never really think about when your parents are little. You never think about their childhood. You never think about their child, their parents' childhood. You never think about that. And so it's a great way to almost like go down memory lane together of like, this is what life was like before you were born. And it could be something from your childhood. It could be something from when you guys met together as a couple. It could be something that happened that week. Like if I ran in a half marathon, I might bring my medal to show and tell. Or one time I dressed up in our wedding dress and I come walking out. I'm like, this is the wedding dress that I married daddy. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. I'm like, I know that's my middle name is I'm super weird. And then David would bring stuff from his baseball days, like his baseball cards, or he might bring, he uh, threw a no hitter. And so he'd bring the ball that they gave him and signed after he got the no hitter. And so things like that week after week after week, they really get to know you and they get to know you as a person versus always just being your their father or their mother or their caregiver or their step parent or their grandparent, whatever your relationship is to them. And then if you have family over, like my parents would join in if they were in town or they were over visiting and you can bring anything. You can even bring a story because you show it and then you tell about it. So a cool thing you could do is depending on the age and stage. Now, the way that I talk about this, obviously you can adjust it to however you want. And like, if you have a little baby, you could even like have the baby sit in your lap and then pretend like the baby's talking. If you have siblings that are older, obviously, and you could pretend like the baby's talking and it will really crack up the kids. You wanna have as much fun with your kids as much as possible. So they kind of see you as like, 
one of them versus like us always on top of them and micromanaging and nagging them and do this and do this and do this and do this. Like we always want them to join us in our world and like brush your teeth and do this and do your homework. And, and that's important. But at the same time, we have to meet them in their world. And when you meet them in their world, then you see a whole different side of them because then they don't see it as me against you. It's me with you. Like you're one of, you're just like me. It creates less separation between you and your child because you're being silly, you're being funny, you're being childlike, not childish. And what's cool is when you're doing something like this, it kind of is good practice for when they are in school of like sitting on their bottom. We would raise our hands at the end and have one question, make sure the question starts with who, what, when, where, why, how. Not like, oh, I'm gonna bring my medal that I got. And then you raise your hand and say, I got a medal too. So you can tell them the difference between a story and a question because kids are very egocentric. So like if I said, I was telling a story and I was reading it out loud, Sally went to the store, a child would raise their hand. My mom's name is Sally. It's completely normal. So this is a great way for them to kind of show interest in other people because just because they're egocentric doesn't mean they're selfish. That's very developmentally appropriate. So this kind of lets them get out of their ego and out of making everything all about them and focus on someone else. And the reason why they're like that is because they're so overwhelmed with life and like learning and like learning how to like do all the things that they're so hyper-focused on learning all the things that it's kind of hard to step outside of themselves and have empathy and have compassion and have grace and think about other people because they're so focused on their side of the street because there's so much to figure out. There's so much to learn and the pleases and the thank yous and the no thank you if you don't like something to eat versus like, ew, this is disgusting. Like manners and reading and writing and math and think about all they have to learn and all they have to do. It's a little overwhelming when you think about it. So show and tell is a great way to bond with them and then they can also bond with you. And so we would, you could have them, you raise, depending on the age and stage and their attention level too. Cause when they're little, they're very squirmy, they're very wiggly and that's okay. What we would do is we would have a Hutchison hot seat and who's ever in the Hutchison hot seat. It was just a random chair we put in the middle of the living room and that person sits on the chair and then everyone has their eyes, one, two, three, all eyes on me, has their eyes on the person talking and then the the kids kind of act as the teacher and so if Dave and I are whispering they'd be like okay we're gonna wait until everyone's quiet sitting on their bottom all eyes on me so they can kind of play that role and you can kind of ham it up too so it's kind of like they're in charge so to speak you want to give them that power and control within reason so it's not always like us over them with the power and control and then after that another layer that we did at home we didn't really do at school every year no sorry Another layer you can add to the show and tell is you can go around and tell who's ever in Hutchison Hot Seat one reason why you love that person. Because that feels really good to be loved by all the people around you and know why you are loved. And it could be something that happened that week. It could be something I love her caring heart. And what's very key is that the person sitting in the Hutchison Hot Seat or whatever your hot seat is, they have to say one reason why they love themselves. And this is huge. They want to see themselves as a good human because kids who feel good about themselves usually act accordingly. Kids who don't feel good about themselves usually act accordingly. Just like us, when we're in a funk and we're not feeling into us, sorry, and we're not feeling it, we're usually very hard on ourselves and then we're hard on other people. But when we're nice to ourselves and we're gentle with ourselves and we give ourselves grace and we give ourselves compassion and we don't ex expect ex perfection, then we can project that onto the people around us. So it feels really good to 
hear it when you're sitting in the hot and hot seat, but it also feels really good to say it about yourself. So then they can start focusing on self-love and self-like because everyone talks about self-love so much, but what about self-like? Like, yes, you want to work on loving yourself, but do you actually like yourself? Do you like being with yourself? Do you like spending time with you? Because if you don't like spending time with you, what you're going to do is you're going to become needy and graspy with the people around you and expect them to fill up your love cup. When it's not their job, it's an inside job. And if there's lots of kids and there's, you're kind of losing the, losing the room a little bit, you can adjust this. We're just, they call in one person to give a compliment, but they have to compliment themselves. And then what we would do is we would hold hands and say they are father and all before we went to bed. And it was a nice way to bond as a family. And then it was a nice way to kind of have fun with the family. And it's completely free because they go within the house looking for something for show and tell. And they think about it all week long because they know it's Sunday at like seven. So they think about it and they talk about it. I'm going to bring this to show and tell on Sunday. So it's just a quick little way to make your house into a home and make your family feel more connected. And when you have connection with your kids, you're going to have more harmony because they feel like you are the anchor to their storm and they're going to go out into the world and they're going to do all the things. But you want home to be like a sanctuary. You want it to be a safe place for them. You want it to be a place where they go and they can decompress and relax. Not one of stress and anger and strife because then they bring that stress, anger, and strife out into the world with them. And outside of the four walls are already filled with enough anger, strife, and stress. We know that because we're out in the world. doesn't mean the world is bad. It just means it's stressful to go to school. It's stressful to not have someone to sit with at lunch. It's stressful to try to navigate all these friendships and relationships. And when you have multiple teachers and, and realize all their personalities. So then when they come home, it's a place to relax, decompress, unwind. Like Stephen Covey, Stephen Covey talks about, it's a great place to sharpen your saw. So then you can go to the next day or the next week and tackle that week because you feel bonded and you feel connected. And when you have connection, you're going to have much more cooperation from your kids. And when you have cooperation within the home, there's not so much battles. So you're actually motivating your kids to be more cooperative because they feel such a strong sense of connection. So they want to do things within the home because they want to keep that connection tight. They want to keep that connection always strong. And they see you doing so much for them. So they want to reciprocate that because they're motivated by that connection. They're motivated by love. They're motivated by that unconditional love and that anchor. And you become the backbone for their life. And I know it sounds cheesy, but you literally become the wind beneath their wings to let them fly and become who they're meant to be. And when you give that gift to your kids, you give that gift to yourself and you have more connection, you have less eggshells. And when you have less eggshells, you have much more harmony in the home. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com and if you really wanna fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, What was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening? I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.